0: What is your, what is your language of appreciation?
1: Well, my language of appreciation and my love language. Did you just look at a note? Wait, 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 did you just look at a note just now,
0: Dr. Chapman? Did you just
1: read a note? Like, what is it this week? He's like, he's like, what did I tell
0: Oprah when she asked me?
2: <laughs> what did I tell no. Oprah? I wanted to match. Boom, boom, boom. We always start with music, so don't try to abuse it.
0: Boom, boom, boom. You're a good, good father.
2: We, it's need who you are to change this screen at it's all. Who you we're are. not gonna go back to the
0: oh, we'll, it's who you are, huh? and I'm loved, loved by you. Is who you is it's who, who, you, be. Is it's who, who you be, it's who you be, it's who I be. Back, okay.
2: dude that song that's a great song i try to get my i asked my kids if they would sing it i asked my kids if they would sing good good father oh while i was just standing goodness. there <laughs> <They would
0: sing. laughs> they was like no yeah. we want to tell the truth yeah you know i do love when kids realize who the song is really about it's mimi you know she was singing it at mm-hmm. the table and she was pointing to me at first, like, you're a good, good. And then she thought about it, and she's like, it's who you are. She's oh, pointing her fingers up instead of at me. Now, when she was thinking about it,
2: did, did she have the realization <laughs> that you're not a good, good father? She's like, "It got to be more than this.
0: <laughs> then she went up. Oh, and- my goodness. Oh. No. She's what do you think about when people, say,
2: when people say the phrase, uh, the man upstairs? What does that tell you about their walk? Does that give you any information about their walk with the Lord, their relationship? It does. It does, mm-hmm. right. Because that's just... He's just a dude up. He's not a man. First of all, and he's just upstairs. <laughs> I, I,
0: yeah, we the had a guy. guest. We had a guest on here re- uh, one time that did that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you joked with him like, oh, you had a, somebody living above you, like as <laughs> a as a grown man. A in grown a grown man. Apartment. Somebody's mm-hmm. living upstairs? upstairs somewhere. Wow. Hey, super excited
2: about this guest. Part two of Uh, Mr. Doggone Gary Chapman. We had a great conversation. You might be asking yourself, well, at this point, you saw part one, which is the episode before this. Oh, if
0: you didn't, you should go back and watch you got to
2: go back and watch slash listen, because we're on video as well. You know that if you're watching me. If you're not watching me, you didn't know. And now you can go see what we look like. One of us is tall. One of us has a bald head. And one of us is really good looking. <laughs> and I'm not saying the other one isn't. I'm just saying oh, one man. of us is. See? You're about to f- try to find a, a discompliment.
0: It's not ready. No, I, I was just reflecting on um, all those nice things you were saying about me.
2: So you may be asking yourself what can you learn in part two of our interview with Mr. Gary Chapman? You're about to find out.
0: I love this podcast. You'll be laughing out loud and all of a sudden, boom, something that can really help you drops in
1: your lap.
2: I like it because I unexpectedly learn about life. It is so funny.
1: I get to laugh and learn about life at the same time. I like listening to funny how life works with the car of my parents. <laughs> with
0: the car in my parents. Okay. <laughs>
2: Yo, everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to go to michaeljr.com slash extra, and I'm going to give you a free download of my comedy special, michaeljr.com slash extra, so you can laugh with your whole family and even watch it and enjoy it. Anyway, just go there right now and get the well, finish watching the podcast. Other than that, I appreciate you, for real. I'm out. Boom, 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 boom. Yo, we're back. We're about to jump in this thing with Gary. It's going to be great. But first, we're taking your voicemails. Tell them what they can get for free.
0: I am not going to do this on too many episodes. What's the status of your book? I would just love for people to just know who I am. Ooh,
2: that's what you get You get to know who he is And when he writes a book, you'll be the first one to get it What's the status with your book, man?
0: Hey, uh, I've been thinking a lot about it Speaking
2: of, man, this is Pastor Kyle (laughs) Hey This is Pastor Kyle, awesome dude I refer to him as Pacow on the podcast Not actually, uh, personally I've never called you, but I'm just playing Yeah, that'd be a little weird Yeah, No, I think it'd be okay Because it kind of flow a little bit Have you had
0: nicknames in your life?
2: Yes, Michael Jr
0: i be sad. My real name's Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm doing well. Pastor and Scent Church in Plano and Scent uh, Church
2: is a great, great, great building. Great church. Good wow. people. Second location popping up.
0: Yeah, Flower Mound campus. Flower Mound.
2: Flower Mound, Texas. Yes. And you won't be speaking there. Someone else will be. Flower so if you mound. want sent without the Pacao, go to Flower Mound. <laughs>
0: I, tell yeah. them Pacal I'll you. preach over there every now and then <laughs> Every now and then That's awesome dude Hey that's, Yeah Thank you uh, What do you want me to do What do you want me to do Set up next The non-sponsor sponsor For this part two Of Dr. Chapman. Tell them about
2: the non-sponsor sponsor
0: The non-sponsor sponsor This time around <laughs> Say it with me It's Rebound Funny for a reason No
2: Go ahead Rebound Ministries Wow Rebound Ministries Yeah cool. We actually we should, that, That's what When When you asked Petra to go out the first time?
0: I almost, I almost said that joke
2: again. When she broke up with you the first time? <laughs> Petra That's never broke you up with me. That's you started the Rebound Ministries?
0: No, you know, it's funny you say that. Because actually the guy that started Rebound Ministries, he went through a divorce that he didn't expect to ever happen. and in, Nobody does when they walk walking was, As, as he was wallowing in his sorrows and new stage of life, he felt like God laid the word rebound on his heart. And rebound, actually, each letter of the word stands for a character or value that he's trying to pour into at-risk youth to help them understand that the setbacks in their lives don't have to define their future. I met that guy at your church, tall black dude. Really tall. I met him. From Louisiana originally. Yeah, yeah. Rebound Ministries, primarily through basketball camps. Are you
2: filtering these at all? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've spent some time with yeah, yeah, Dwight yeah. Harris. Yeah, really I met him. Seems like a great guy.
0: He is a great guy. He kind of has that Coach Carter feel. He does. He does. Yes. He asked
2: me to come speak at one of his things,
0: but that's not what I do. Really? You said no because I said yes.
2: Well, yeah, I, I knew he would. I knew he would find you if I said no.
0: <laughs> no, no, we couldn't schedule
2: it. It was not possible. It, was, it just it wouldn't work out. So, okay. Rebound Ministries.
0: Yeah, Rebound Ministries. Uh, we'll find their website can check them out. And it uh, should be on the screen, actually. It's dope. And uh, give them some money. Yeah, give them some money. Because we're not. Or shoot them back. Or they're not
2: giving us money. Yeah, well, this is non sponsor sponsor. We're not getting paid at all. All right, let's do a voicemail. Let's take a voicemail, then we'll jump into uh, part two with Gary. Okay.
0: Hey, Michael Jr., I was wondering, I'm Cole from Oklahoma, and I was wondering how you memorize your jokes. I'm 17, I've done some stand up comedy at festivals and local events, but I forget some of my jokes. Uh, I'd like to know the answer to that question. Mm, um, yeah. By the way, I'm a long time fan of the show. I've listened to like three whole episodes. <laughs> he said, "I'm a long time fan." Oh, he tried to joke in there. listened to three air. whole episodes. Yeah, I think the reason you're not remembering was- <laughs> it. Don't do it. I want you to try stay, away, offer from him weed. Some stay away from the weeds. Stay away from it. No, he he really wants to know. How do you memorize your jokes? How do I memorize them?
2: Just study them. Like once once you say them and they're funny and people are laughing. You also you, you kind of create a a, neg- a positive neural association with the jokes and you'll
0: get a rhythm to it. You just got to say them over and over again. Does the joke ever get played out? Like, you know, do you I know you're with different audiences, but do you ever have jokes that you feel like I have I'm tired of telling this joke? I wouldn't say I'm tired of telling that. I just move
2: on from it. But what I've done lately, in fact, uh, this last event, I took joke requests because at the end of every show, somebody be like, oh, you didn't do my favorite joke. So at the end, I'll take a few joke requests. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it'll be some of those jokes that are like 20 years old. And I'll I'll have to remember. I'm like, can you tell me? I forgot how this Uh joke goes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, dude, if this is what you're supposed to do with comedy, by all means, jump in. Like, for real. But please understand, there's no such thing as a pure comedian. There's just Mm -hmm. not. Like, comedy is a gift. It's It's a vehicle. It's not the destination. So you have to find out what are you supposed to attach your comedic ability to. It can't just be comedy by itself. Nobody wants to eat a bowl of seasoning. They just don't. Comedy is only a seasoning, so find out what you're supposed to put it on so you can feed it to the people that you're called to.
0: I think the other part of that is when you do a show, What hey, After part- I say
2: something powerful like that, you should like Oh give oh. a little bit of a pause oh, and really? be like, um, Oh. Hmm, yeah, yeah. Let's wow. try it again, let's try it again. Okay. That's it's right. a seasoning so you can put it on the food to the people you're you're called to feed. Yum <laughs> No 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 We mm. gotta try it again We gotta try it again mm. It's a seasoning That you can put on the food To put to present to the people You're called to Wow
0: So profound yeah. Thanks man Thanks, Steve, Thanks. Hey I, as a potential Follow up to mm-hmm. that Yeah <laughs> Like when you do a show <laughs> What percentage is memorized And what percentage Is just off the cuff Ooh
2: It depends on the show I would say on average though Probably 20% is off the cuff Okay Alright a floating 20% maybe Good. more. Depending. Well, when I, of comedy is off the cuff. All the other stuff, like the stuff I shared with you, mm-hmm. that's off the cuff completely. Like the yeah. stuff that just kind of happens, that's just really me listening between the gaps. So, okay. All yo. Right. Okay. Let's give a gift away.
0: Okay. What do you want to give away?
2: Um, it's your a show. Pre- I'm just pre-sale, a pre-sale. A to pre to your book.
0: You want to do that yet? <laughs> as long as we don't mention the title. I, I, I really want to talk to your lawyer and figure out uh, how to get it trademarked. Oh. I looked at your trademark application time? online by the way. You did? Yeah, I'm like I need that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah, you should. Start a platform. Hey, and you know, you you
2: can't trademark uh a book title though.
0: Right. It has to be all the other stuff yeah, that goes with yeah. it. Like are. love languages.
2: Speaking of love languages we should jump into some
0: Did you What's the pre uh, That's where we're giving away The pre-sale of my book Oh no, we're gonna, no <laughs> they, How are we going to do that They're not going to be that patient <laughs> <laughs> They might be <laughs> They
2: might be that patient The book going to be done though Right You, you started it already I did start it Alright that's, that's part of the battle It's not half It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of the battle So what we're going to do now Is um, we're going to go ahead And uh, give away a um, um, Oh how about the comedy in? special? Oh, the comedy special. The comedy special. Go to com slash extra, and you get a comedy special. Okay. michaeljourner.com slash extra. Get yourself a comedy special. Also, please leave comments everywhere across all the platforms if you can. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Go ahead
0: and like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Because then you get the notifications yes. when they come out each week. And subscribe. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's good. Subscribe. So, let's jump in this thing, dude. Part two. Part two. Give it up for Dr.
2: Thanks yeah, for Chandler. sticking around, man. All this time, like you ain't had
0: nothing
2: to do. <laughs> 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 I'm just playing. You right. gonna sticking around. Let's jump in. Give it up, everybody, for Mister Gary Chama. Five love languages. Let's go. Is a, um. Is there a dislike language? I'm just wondering. Like, is there a language you can speak when you don't? Like somebody, like, is there, the languages work
0: in reverse? (laughs) The five languages of dislike? Yeah. The five hate languages. Yeah. I didn't want to say hate, Pastor. Well, probably the opposite of the five love languages. Yeah, but I didn't want to say hate because you you were here. here. Here's the deal. Oh, wow.
1: If you you use the negative side of their primary love language, it's like a dagger in their heart. Mm. For example, if their love language is words, and you give them negative words, you know, speak in anger to them, it's, it's really like a dagger. Hey, you know there. what? Let's You're try kidding. this. Let's go ahead and try this right now. I'm going to try this on you real quick, Kyle. <laughs> just, just for experimental my, my purposes. My love
0: language is physical touch, so just stay over there. Okay, perfect. <laughs> but go ahead. You were saying it's actually
2: it's actually a dagger if people speak the opp- opposite. Like, wow. Yeah. Give me some more examples yeah. if you have any.
1: Well, with a child, if the child's love language is gifts and your, your correction or your discipline to that child when they break a rule is take away that gift, and wow. so you, you can't play with that for a week. That's the that's the most stern discipline you could give that child. Whereas wow. another child, I mean, it's okay with them. Or let's say quality time. And uh, that's their primary. And as your means of discipline, you put them in the room by themselves. Now, you go into your room and you stay in there until I come and get you. It's because of you broke the law, you know. Well, wow. that's the most stern thing you could do to them. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's not their mm-hmm. language, they'll go in their room and play. They, they won't even know they're being disciplined. So, yeah, and the same thing is true with adults, of course. You know, if, if your spouse's language is the words of affirmation and you give them critical words, I mean, you're killing your marriage. You're killing them and you're killing your marriage.
2: So, so that means – It's almost like just listening to you, first of all, brilliant, brilliant. I can't wait till I write that book you just mentioned. Um, <laughs> How to play it, in your room by yourself without feeling <laughs> no, disciplined. It's almost like there's a – I could be completely wrong, but the, there's the love language – then there's a neutral, and then there's a negative. So to hear me out. The the love language is word of affirmation, you speak kind words. The neutral would be, you don't even say anything at all. You give them the silent treatment. The negative would then be, you actually use words that are hurtful. So I'm almost, in my mind, I'm wondering if there's if there's a, a neutral and a negative for all five. We don't have to go through them now, but what he's saying just got my wheels turning like, wow, mm-hmm. the power of words and the power of this language is significant.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the the neutral that is not just not speaking their language, uh they will not feel loved. Wow. Yeah, they they will not feel loved. Okay. But wow. if you give the you give the negative, they feel even worse. I mean, yeah. they feel totally rejected. Yeah, that's that. so powerful.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there's unloved is the neutral, rejected would be the negative. Yeah, so, absolutely. Or loved. or
2: if you go with touch, touch is the is the positive. Mhm untouched and then
0: touching in a negative way right, abusive yeah abuse wow yeah, yeah. man it yeah. feels rejection so,
1: so physical abuse will hurt anybody right but if it's this is but if it's their primary language it'll hurt them even worse
2: mm-hmm. man this is so powerful how yeah. when did you know that this thing was way bigger than you expected like was there a moment was there a situation a story like did did you get a phone call? Like what happened when you was like, whoa, this love language thing is for real, real, like it's taken over. Well, you
1: know, I had discovered it in my counseling and had been using it in my counseling after I discovered it for about five years. Mm-hmm. And then I'd also been using it with small groups of couples. And every time I shared the concept and helped the couples understand and discover each other's primary language and go home and try it. I mean, they would come back and say, Gary, this is changing everything. I mean, the whole climate's different. Now. Yeah. So I knew that it worked. Mm. And that's what motivated me to write the book. I thought if I could put this concept in a book, and write it in the language of the common person, leave out psychological jargons, maybe I could help a lot of couples, I would never have time to see in my office. So that's what motivated me to write it, I knew it worked. Mm. But oh. I never thought, you know, what happened? Would happen mm, wow. <laughs> because it, it, I think the first year it only sold like eight thousand copies, hmm. and the publisher even said to me, "You know, he said when I read the manuscript, I thought, well, this would probably help a few thousand people, you know." <laughs> and uh, but it, it's been out now thirty years. Wow. Okay, this year it's thirty years, That's and crazy. every year it continues to sell more than it did the year before. That's crazy. That wow. doesn't happen to books. Yeah. You know? So when he, <laughs> wait,
2: think about that for a second. Like he took this. He took this method and applied it to couples and helped their marriages get better. Has it ever have you ever done the math on how many babies you're responsible for? Oh wow. Like that's <laughs> a lot of Like you got a lot I, of that, that research
0: <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I, do have, I do have a question. When you wrote it, and even when you were using it in counseling, did you see it primarily as helping people figure out how to best give love to their spouse or best communicate how they wanted to receive love? Cause it's a different disposition.
1: I, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more in terms of learning how to meet your spouse's need for love. Yeah. Uh, that was that was what I was thinking. Now a lot of people read the book <laughs> and they're thinking about you need to know my love language. Right, you need yeah, to speak right. my love language. But now. that now, wasn't your so intent. Yeah. What I'm saying is, listen. You, you don't. You can't demand somebody to love you. Yeah. Yeah. You you can request. You can say, honey. Uh, you know, we took the quiz, and you know my love language. This is what it is. And this is my primary language. Obviously it's your choice. You can choose to speak my language or not. I had a man say to me, he said, Chapman, my wife and I read your book. We took the quiz. We discovered our love language. Her love language is acts of service. And I'm going to tell you and her, if it's going to take my washing dishes and my vacuuming floors for her to feel loved, she can forget that. Oh, wow! wow. And I said to him, that's your choice. Love is a choice. I said, if you choose to live with a wife who has an empty love, what I call an empty love tank, that's your choice. I said, I much prefer to live with a wife who has a full love tank. Mm. I've lived with both. Same woman. Early years, (laughs) empty love tank. Latter years, full love tank. I much prefer the latter woman. Okay. But it it is a choice.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I I tell people when I do uh, marriage counseling or premarital counseling, I say, you know, marriage, some people go into it thinking, man, great, I found somebody who can meet my needs for the rest of my life. But I think it's supposed to be the other way around, that I found somebody that I would enjoy meeting their needs for the rest of our lives. And that's a perspective shift. So I think it's important for people to understand that context when they read the five love languages. It's not about me saying, woman, now you know how I need to be loved. Why aren't you speaking my language? But I've been tempted to say that sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because we all want to feel loved, you know. So we and we're all self-centered by nature. We're self-centered. Yeah. But the opposite of love is selfishness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Selfishness is the attitude: I'm in this world and I'm in this relationship for my benefit.
2: Okay. Wow. Two
1: selfish people will never have a good marriage.
2: So if you're watching this right, this is kind of like um to not do what Gary is saying because it does make a big difference. I'm gonna have somebody have a conversation with me right now on the microphone, and this is this person is gonna say something really caring to me and really awesome and they're going to just say it in their language. And I'm a, this, this is my response. If somebody says something nice and caring in language action, I think you're no, no wrong language. Sorry. You're speaking my language. No, 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 no. I need you to speak your language where you were born from. Yes. Okay. So, so let's say I said to my wife, for example, Hey, you're really a nice person. I really appreciate you. And thank you so much. And then she said to me, Lo que me encanta de ti es que eres tan generoso con tus palabras y como me abrazas con tus palabras y me das un abrazo tan grande que me siento inmensamente bendecida. I I literally have no idea what she's talking about right now. And there's not anything I can even do. Like I literally would, like there's no, I don't know how to respond. Is she laughing at me? Is it weird? Like I just want you guys to see the importance of actually speaking your spouse's language because I can't even receive what she said. I'm sure it was nice because she was smiling, but I don't know. I have, I literally have no idea. So, and, and, and I don't want my ignorant. I don't want, I want to be able to receive what she has to say to me. And this book, The Five Love Languages has literally helped millions of people Mm -hmm. be able to receive and even give love in a way that they should. This is so powerful.
0: So Gary, how have you answered the question, do our love languages change over the course of a lifetime? When people ask you that, how do you tend to respond?
1: Yeah, I think the love language, like many other traits, tend to stay with us for a lifetime. But having said that, I think there may be seasons of life or circumstances Mm. where another love language may jump to the top. For example, a mother who has two preschool children Acts of service may not be her primary language, but during those years, mm. it will likely jump to the top mm-hmm. because she's overwhelmed with so much to do. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you get word that, uh, or your spouse gets word that some family member, extended family member has died. Physical touch may not be her language or his language, but in that juncture, when they get off the phone, probably for you to put your arms around them and hug them, it's probably gonna be the most important thing you could do man, that that is moment. so powerful, mm-hmm. man. So, So I think there's seasons of life and maybe circumstances where another love language may jump to the top. But I think other than that, it tends to stay with us for a lifetime.
0: On that same front, what do you end up telling people? I'm kind of talking about in general terms, when you encounter a couple and the the one person says they just refuse to speak my love language, but I don't believe in divorce. And so I want to make sure we stay together. What do I do if I'm not going to receive my love language from my spouse?
1: What I would say is this. Would you be willing to do a six-month experiment? You know their love language, right? Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. if you, with the help of God, would speak their love language for six months? At least once a week, just speak their love, whatever it is, for six months, and just see what happens. Wow! And over and over again, I've seen that other person melt and begin to reciprocate. See, the Bible says, for example, we love God because God first loved us. Wow! We didn't start this thing. God loved us and touched our heart and we were drawn to him. Yeah. That same principle is true in, 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 in among humans. Mm. So uh, rather than complaining or demanding that they speak your love language, you speak their love language unconditionally, whether they're loving you or not. And you're doing the greatest thing you can to influence them because you're touching them deeply and something happens inside of them and they're drawn to you. Whereas if you're just complaining and criticizing them, I mean, you're just pushing them further away.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Wow. Hey, I'm gonna go one more. This, this is personal to me. I remember when I read the five that love other languages, one was personal to this. Be real. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I remember when I first read the five love languages, I think I was in premarital counseling. Been married 23 years. I discovered physical touch was my love language. When the five languages of appreciation in the workplace came out. Oh, man. In the workplace came out, I realized that I think acts of service was my leading love or language of appreciation in the workplace. To what extent have you seen people have different languages in their marriage or, you know, dating relationship versus that language of appreciation in the workplace?
1: Yeah, I think the love language in a marriage relationship or a family relationship is one thing. But appreciation language, we did take the five love languages to work. That's what we did. Mm -hmm. We call them the languages of appreciation. But there's only a 36% correlation. That is, only 36 people out of 100 would have the same appreciation language at work that they have at home. Wow. But for the rest of the people, they'll have a different language at work. Because let's face it, work relationships are different. From family relationships,
2: they are. Wow. They are. I didn't know that. And, and
1: so, appreciation is important at work, but it will likely be something different from the love language you have in a family relationship.
2: Wow. So, if you work with your wife, it's confusing. <laughs> 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 well, if I just you work don't know Might be the same. <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> so, wow. I, 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 you know, I, I find at work, I have some situations where I'm in. I'm in a leadership role. And so I find that there's sometimes I might be interacting with someone that words of affirmation is their love language, but sometimes you got to give feedback that's constructive. So it's almost like you're giving the very opposite. When we talked earlier about the opposite of what their, their love language is and they feel rejection. Those that have words of affirmation as their primary language of appreciation. What do you advise leaders in that situation to do when they know they've got to give constructive feedback, To somebody that needs to really receive words of affirmation.
1: I think you do what God did when he spoke to the church at Ephesus in in Revelation chapter 2. He said, I know your labor. I know Mm -hmm. your work. I know your patience. But there is one thing that bothers me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he gave them three compliments. Mm -hmm. And then he gave them the thing where he thought they needed to change. I think we do the same oh, thing. You know, we tell the we tell the employee or the person we're, that we're working with or we're supervising. You know, I want I just I want to share some things with you. I really really appreciate, and you you just give them three different things that you really appreciate about them. Now I want to share one thing with you as your friend that I think will make you a Better employee are more successful wow. in what you're doing, and
0: you say, You naked, the, pitiful, poor, wretched, it, and blind. I want to spit <laughs> you out of my mouth. <laughs> That's what he told the
1: church, right? No, go ahead. So you got it. Wow. So, so, since you they felt affirmed by you, yeah. now they're more open to receive that suggestion.
0: That's good. Wow, we call hey, that kiss, slap, kiss.
2: I, I, I want to say, Kyle, that I appreciate your work, <laughs> <Catholic>. <laughs> you work really well together. Oh, here we go. You, you're very athletic. <laughs> There's just one thing I want to mention. Oh,
0: man. See, don't give him permission. I'll save it for off. Man. Dr. Chapman. Wow.
2: This has been completely amazing, dude. This was really good. We got to have a quality guest like this. <laughs> now, like, well, I, I
1: want to know, what, what is,
0: Dr. Chapman, what is your love language? What is your What is your language of appreciation?
1: Well, my language of appreciation and my love language. Did you just is look so at a note? Wait, wait. Did you just look at a note just now,
0: Doctor Chapman?
2: Just read a note <laughs> like, "What is it this week?" <laughs> he's
1: like, he's like, "What did I tell Oprah
0: when she asked me?"
1: <laughs> what did so, I tell Oprah? I wanted to match. Here, here, here's the deal, See, I didn't know anything about love languages when I got married. Yeah. So, I, and I wouldn't have. I, I knew. I knew I felt, you know, appreciated when people gave me words, you know, affirming words. But I wouldn't have called it love languages, and I wasn't even conscious of it, really. So by nature, I gave my wife words of affirmation. I told her how nice she looked, how much I appreciated what she did. You know, I told her probably a dozen times a day, I love you, honey. I am so glad I married you. I love you, love you, love you. And one night she said to me, you keep on saying I love you. If you love me, why don't you help me? Mm -hmm. And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you don't ever volunteer to wash the dishes or vacuum the floor or clean the toilet. I mean, you don't do anything. And I'm thinking, I didn't say it, but I'm thinking, woman, my mama did all those things. You about
0: <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say it. Hey, that. listeners, that was 84 years ago.
2: Okay, just, wow! wow. So, so
1: you see, I was speaking my love language, yeah. But now she's telling me her love language, but I didn't know the concept. But I did start, you know, volunteering to Washington. She's. I told her, said, I don't know how to." i don't know how to clean toilets and she said well i can teach you you know so <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. wow he said my mama did all them things
2: yep in the hood it would have been like i paid for this toilet you don't want to <laughs> wow yeah. yo that was powerful stuff so the off the cuff moment i want to go off the cuff on let me say this gary you don't know this but at the end of all of our sh- episodes we always do like this off the cuff moment thing right and um What it is is we'll take something that you said or something we learned in this and we'll just take it and hopefully kind of present it to our audience in a new way so they could receive it. So the off the cuff moment I wanna go off the cuff on is really simply just having a love language, but more importantly, being aware that the people around you have a love language as well. Like in the example that we did, where uh, Rodney from our team just started speaking Spanish to me, it's the exact same thing. If you're not even aware of someone else's love language, Can you truly speak to their heart the way that you might be called to? I would tell you no, because most likely you're speaking to your heart, assuming that their heart is the same. But when you take time out and just get to know, even do the test, there's a test online and we'll link it in the website or in the show notes. You can click it and take a test. It takes like five minutes so you can understand your love language, but then ask your loved one if they would take it as well, so you can understand theirs. And I'm telling you, it does make a significant difference. Even, it's, even if it's only the difference of you taking a moment to purposely care about someone else, to investigate what it is they might really need. Doing these things or having this mindset could change the game in a significant way and really express your love and or God's love through you to other people. And that's really what we need, especially for such a time as this. It's funny how life works. I'm Michael Jr. from Cal. We out. This is completely amazing. Awesome. (laughs) So um, we do one one random question with all of our guests. We have a wheel that we'll spin. And then a random question will pop up on the wheel. And we'll just ask you that question. It'll probably be completely unrelated. So in these last few seconds, we're going to go ahead and spin the
0: you just have to stick your finger up in the air towards the yeah, screen as if you're screen. spinning the wheel. As if you're
2: spinning the wheel. On the count of three, though, we'll tell you when to do it. One, not quite, two, three. Just spin the wheel like this. There you go. And it's spinning, it's spinning. And the question is Kyle, you can read it.
0: Your last camping trip, was the last time you went on a camping trip.
1: Whoa I'm not into camping first of all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But and, I think The last one was when my son was a teenager <laughs> wow. And he's He's in his 50's now <laughs> did, did anything memorable happen on what that happened? trip? Where'd you guys go? I uh, went to the beach And uh, <laughs> well, Wait stop right <laughs> there first of all
2: You did that wrong you don't go camping at the beach There's supposed to be some trees somewhere
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well we did <laughs> But while we were there, sleeping in our our tent, the next day, I drove the car out on the sand and got stuck in the sand. And that I remember. Oh. We had to get some people to push us out of the sand. That's why they never were champion again. Which shows you how stupid I was. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Wow.
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Chapman, for your time. We so appreciate you, man. Like really, really, really. And it was such a pleasure again watching you on stage. Cause I get to be on stage for a living and I can like, I get to read people as well. You had the room locked everyone out there. If you ever get a chance to go see this man on stage, even the stories that you tell, like you had me locked. There was a few times where I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) I don't want to be locked right now. I want to just, I want to be, I got to get ready for my set. Like it was just so great. Mm. So great. I really appreciate you.
1: You know, Michael, let me say this. That's the first time I'd ever heard you when Mm. we were at that conference together. And I was very impressed.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: there's a lot of a lot of people out there making comedy, but uh, you you had it and it was it was healthy and whole and realistic. So yeah, Aww. you keep up the good work. You do Aww. your part, I do my part. Kyle, Thanks, you do your part. Aww, okay? thank <laughs> thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. your, and <laughs> thank your you so much. I am I'm <laughs> words
2: of affirmation too, man. So if you want to keep going, that'd be great wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, That's not true. Thank you so much. We so appreciate you.